this is Blythe Baines, and you're listening to Inspirato Projecto. Today is June 16th, the day after um, the passing of little Dr. Gonzo. What you're about to hear, um, at least this beginning segment, was done on June 10th. In fact, I believe all the segments on here were done on, like, between June 10th and 11. And, uh, yeah, as you know about this podcast, it just bounces back and forth between different days, and, uh, there's no real linear, linearity, unless I say what the date or time is so I just thought I'd let you know and by the way thank you for listening thank you so much for listening so I'm on the way back on the way back from another pet store with uh, I think different food items on the shelves so I've picked up some new items some new cat food new cat treats that are soft, chewy. Any of you who have an animal, you know what that's like. You know what that's like. What's the best food for my dog? Some of us, we buy just the cheapest. Some of us buy the most expensive. Um, And then you just don't know who is lying and who's actually telling the truth. Who's got the better marketing campaign? Who's got the flashier, you know, I don't know, more vibrant packaging? And who's got the uh, the real actual, the goods? Is it simply just clever marketing? And that's why it's more expensive? It's funny, a lot of times we hear, well, things that are more quality... They are made more quality are the things that are more expensive. We always hear about that. You get what you pay for. Um, and then when you go to review, you go look up reviews for particular cat foods and whatnot. You don't know who's a paid Amazon reviewer. You don't know who's a paid Amazon reviewer and you don't know who is writing a review just out of spite. Maybe they own a cat food company, you know? And they're like, okay, the only way to bring down the competition is if I write a whole series of terrible reviews through different aliases. Sometimes these pictures, sometimes these profiles don't have pictures. In fact, I don't think my Amazon account has pictures probably would just be an, an, an one of those empty non-player character uh, profile pictures if, if you were to see a review from me on Amazon. Um, and then especially when people go in-depth, so in-depth on a review, you wonder, huh, you know, it's like, you wonder, did the company pay them to write about these specific talking points? They're like, look, you write the review how you want, we're going to pay you Write it how you want. We're going to give you the talking points. And then, bam, that's all you that's all you do. It's interesting with uh, my sister Jenny and her unboxing of her uh, shoes. Her, we call them the blueberry slushy from the Wise Finger Lab store. Once she got, she got those in the mail. And uh, she did, she didn't even know she was getting them in the mail. We ordered them a secret. Samantha ordered them a secret. I snuck in. Jenny was gone. I looked around at her shoes. I'm like, okay, what's her shoe size? Um, couldn't raise any suspicion. Ended up finding it out. Giving it to Samantha. She ordered the shoes. And so these things show up. And I'm like, Jenny, we're doing an unboxing. And what was beautiful was they were all just honest reactions. Pure, authentic, honest reactions. Pure, authentic she wasn't trying to act. She wasn't trying to make us believe that this is something we needed in our life. 
Hi, kitties. She was honest. She was earnest, pure, and true. And it worked out well. We are home now. Oh my gosh, I gotta get this mask off. I'll talk to you later. Listen, I don't have much time, but do you feel like you're going out of your gourd? Are you, do you have the cabin fever? Have you run out of Netflix to watch? If, has the thought occurred, hey, you know what? I can make funny stuff. I've been watching TikTok. I've been watching all the social networks and seeing what kind of creativity is coming out. I could create that. Hey, you know what? I wish they made a podcast about this. Well, you know what? You can make your own podcast. Go to anchor.fm. Go to it, please, right now. Make your own podcast. It's the lazy person's way to make stuff. You can make little segments. Uh, you can put music on there, found sounds, babies laughing, neighbors throwing frisbees, uh, uh, your friends playing guitar. Ah, it's so good. Anchor.fm. Please get this and find me, Inspirato Projecto. Let's be friends. Okay? Anchor.fm. 6.23 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, the 11th. It's the 11th. The 11th. The 11th. Uh, wow. Wow. I, I have to say, this is, and I want to tell you this. I got to preface this saying, I'm not trying to tell you this to sound like a hot shot. I'm not trying to sound like, you know, oh, look at this guy. What's he telling us about? Um, I just, I'm telling it to you out of being astonished, okay? Just out of pure astonishment. I uh, checked for the 8th, June 8th. Apparently, I had 888 listens all across the podcasts I got, which is, I think I got 400 and something now. So that's at least two listens per podcast. But the point is, it was on the 8th, June 8th, 888. That's four infinities right there, ladies and gentlemen. Four infinities. As some of you know, I am just enamored with infinity. I am enamored with our connection to the universe as we know it and how to better enhance that connection with the universe. And uh, I'm sure been a lot of times you listen to the listen to the podcast long time listeners you're like dude Kurt you're such a crybaby come on come on come on you're not applying the knowledge that you're claiming to know you know you're teaching us this knowledge and then what are you applying it well that's why I'm glad that I'm putting this all down so I can actually be be accountable to that I want to be accountable to Following through with, you know, practicing what I preach, basically. Um, wow, this is just nuts, man. So Samantha, uh, from uh, Wise Finger Lab, she just got her phone case in the mail. It's a photograph that she took of. Uh, she took some really cool photos when she was out in Italy, and. So she made a series called the Float Series. And it's, it's really cool. So cool. So the little girl, she's swimming underwater. Uh, Samantha got that phone case in the mail. She did an unboxing. And so we're encouraging anyone who gets Wise Finger products to do an unboxing. <clears throat> and then email it to us. And then we'll put it on uh, our social networks. We'll put it up there. Right now, we got my sister and we got Samantha. Now, I'm going to purchase something now that I finally got my unemployment check. First of all, I'm paying back my rent. That's one thing you guys have heard me talk about. So now, look at this, guys. Look at this, guys. It has come full circle. You might remember the podcast where I'm going, uh, what's going on here? What, you know, what's going on here? Am I going to be able to pay my rent? What is my uh, landlord going to say about this? What? What's going to happen if there's no income? How do you, how do you pay uh, when you got no income? So I, you know, I applied for unemployment way back in March. 
And <clears throat> I just slowly chiseled away. I had like 200 bucks. I just slowly chiseled it, chiseled it, slowly chiseled it. My good sister Jenny was so good. She got her unemployment checks. So she was really good. She was feeding me. She's paying her half of the rent. I was not paying mine. I had enough money to, to get me coffee, eggs, uh, bread, peanut butter, jelly. The stuff that, that keeps you keeps you rocking and rolling. The food, the food of, of many artists out there. Many strug struggling. I don't want to say I'm struggling. Struggling? That just sounds so, 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 uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Desperate, doesn't it? it sounds so very desperate. It sounds so very, uh, oh gosh, well, you know, what's going on? So the interesting thing is, this is an interesting thing. Um, my past self, a lot of times I talk about the reasons why I do this podcast is because I'm leaving messages for my future self to listen to. So this is, this is, the, this is the, you know, uh, uh, the diary. This is the journal. So... All this stuff is, you know, information for that guy, that future self of me who may or may not have forgotten most of the ideas and philosophies and adventures and conversations I've had during this time. I feel like I have really hit my stride um, another stride. I think we all go through many points in our lives where we, you know, if we allow ourselves to be the best version of ourselves and we get out of the way of ourselves and we let the pure, pure, um, waves of potential, of cosmic potential just flow through us. When we let that happen, we get, we be, we, we get very surprised. We start seeing astonishing things. The vibes I'm feeling now are reminiscent of the vibes I was feeling when I was going to Columbia College and I was just constantly, 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 constantly productive, constantly productive. And just play after play, just doing it. And not busy to stay busy. Not busy to stay busy. I mean, yeah, it was, it was busyness. Uh, but, but it was busyness doing what I absolutely enjoyed, which was... Being in plays, inhabiting characters, uh, <clears throat> attempting to memorize the lines written by playwrights on the page, being in improv groups, uh, drawing a lot, um, just all that, all that great stuff. All that great stuff that comes from diving deep, diving deep. So, this vibe that I'm feeling right now, this kind of prolific, prolificiency, prolificiency, prolificiency. It's a cross between being prolific and efficient. Prolifish. Proleficiency. Proleficiency, there it is. That's how, you, that's how you can say it. So that kind of that kind of uh, productivity during that time. That's what I'm feeling right now with wise finger stuff. Wise finger lab. Holy cow, it might as well be a college. So check out those. Uh, I'm still, I'm still uh, editing the uh, unboxing by Samantha. That's going to be another minute long. I just put up, um, I've been putting up like 15 second wise finger promotions on the uh, story. Those are pretty easy, pretty fast. 
I was really surprised. I don't know if I said this or not, but there, there were about 15 responses to, because uh, I like to do a question or something like that. And then the responses, then I like to make a video target, you know, basically speaking directly to that person. Let, let Wisefinger speak directly to that person. And um, so far I've gotten through six of them. I've been trying to do like three at a time, a little 15 second giblets. Boop, 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 boop. So there's still more coming. If you answer that question, which is now three or four days old, um, you're, you're gonna be getting your answer. The, the question was, and it was multiple choice. Um, what, what was it? What will you come back in your next life as? And I think one of them was Redwood Forest, the shadows, thought clouds, and then wise finger. Those were the four choices. And I got most of the response. I got one person, Yovd, Yovd podcast. She um, so Yovd actually is running our promos on her podcast right now. Go check her out. She's very helpful. We had a wonderful interview with her. Um, and then we'll let you know when that gets uploaded. Uh, so Yovd answered Wisefinger. She's the only one that answered Wisefinger. And then we had two thought clouds, one redwood forest, and what does that leave? And then the rest were people who said the shadows. There might be three thought clouds. Anyway, uh, it's really interesting just to see what, what, what people answer and to see, um, well, first of all, to see, to, to see who, who answers, then to see what those answers are. just tickles me to see people playing along. And then what's fun, they all get to know each other. They all get to know each other. Gentile Waves, thank you so much, by the way, for um, sending us that picture of you with your Obvi tote bag. That was a lot of fun to put up on to uh, on the internet. Oh my gosh, this is an amazing car I'm looking at right here. It's got what looks it looks like the Michael Jackson jacket. There are like all these diamonds. Very shiny car. Very shiny, all over the place. Oh my god. The, the women who uh, are stepping out of it are all wearing, like, glittery... It's like diamonds. Glittery, glittery. All right, we're about to uh, enter Ralph's here. I'm going to pick up some, uh, some various things, and uh, we'll talk more later. That guy is is named Kurt Schwitters. He, um, I came across him. He's speaking gibberish, by the way. He's speaking gibberish. He he put out albums that were all gibberish, just gibberish. I listen to him all the time. <laughs> I came across Kurt Schwitters through a ca- uh, magazine, a catalog called WFMU. And in this WFMU catalog, you could order just the coolest. They just had all kinds of just wonderful stuff in there. Oh. Uh, and, and so they, they would have all these just really obscure... Uh, music and and just spoken word stuff, kick ass stuff. So it's through. So I I saw the <coughs> the uh, what do you call it? The description for this Kurt Schwitters CD, and I was just like, I have got, I've got to get that. I got to get that. And uh, and it was just, it's just all gibberish, which is probably now that I think about what inspired me to want to really. You know, it inspired my gibberish nature. So to hear something that had been invented, you know, and created a, w- a long time ago, and then to realize, oh my gosh, 
that's something I enjoy doing too. That was a lot of fun to discover that. And then once I got the the album and listened to it and listened to it, it was just like, it's like the rhythm of it. Samantha and I were talking about this the other day. Some people listen to the music. Some people listen to the words. Some people just feel the melody. And then other people just listen for the words. And uh, I haven't listened to words in songs through the years. I've just listened to the music. So maybe that's something I'll do. I'll start listening to words more often. But the crazy thing is, it's just a rhythm. It's like a song. That's all it is. It's so funny because like it's, it's, you strip it all away. <clears throat> strip out the meaning. And it's just vibrations. It's stuff moving along. So you could hear that lady in the back. I don't know who she is or what she's saying. I talked to Alexa. I had to come in here because uh, I didn't want Alexa to hear me say her name. So Alexa, I thought, oh, my God, this would be so funny to to uh, see if Kurt Schwitters was on there. And sure enough, he was. Sure enough. It was such a funny. I dare her to, to, to find certain artists out there. She's really good. She'll find them. Gosh, that's crazy. Um. Uh, the other thing I got through WFMU, and it's and it's a radio station out in New Jersey. It's, yeah, it's a radio station out there in New Jersey. Independent. It reminds me of 93.1 XRT in, in Chicago. Um, yeah, it kind of reminds me of, of that. But, it, you know, it's like a, I think it's like a college radio. And... Uh, so they discontinued the catalog, unfortunately. However, that's where I got the Beat Generation box set. There's probably one, two, three, four, five, maybe five CDs in there. It had great poetry by Allen Ginsberg. Awesome, awesome little, uh, just awesome stuff with Del Close and, um, we'd hear Kerouac in there. Gosh, there's just a lot of uh, interviews with people about what beat the beat generation is. Like, just you hear the recordings that were on the radio back then and how they tried to grasp this concept. It's interesting when you look at the certain fads, the certain things that have been out there through the years, and the certain things that have stuck, too. Once there's a fad, once people start seeing there's interest in it, then they can capitalize on it. Then the politicians can tap and capitalize on it. Then, you know, people can... <clears throat> there's an interesting... reminds me of this interesting line in Ozark I was watching where... Uh, 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 oh, gosh. It'll come to me. Uh, the, uh, Jason Bateman's wife... What's her name? Kit... Uh, her name in the show. She's so so. She did like political work and stuff, and she said, uh, "There's a saying in politics: never let a good tragedy go to waste." So this is why we'll see a lot of these crisis actors at a lot of these different events. Uh, and you're going, "Hey, wait a second! Hmm, that lady's claiming to be this guy's teacher." So here's a lady at the at, at this funeral saying she's she was a second grade teacher, and then there's that same lady talking about her son shot at a nightclub, and then there's that same lady who's just weirdly at the Boston Marathon, and then strangely somehow she has some she's over there talking to the news at Sandy Hook. Who is this lady? Why do they keep getting her in front of the camera? And why is she always uh, you know? There, there, there are some, some of those people out there. It's funny. When you dive deep, I, I won't <clears throat> make any claims or anything, but as you know, I like to live on the fringe. I like to, like, okay, where does this rabbit hole go? Where does this, we research this particular company, you know? And and uh, and then you're like, oh, that's, that's where that goes, huh? Hmm. 
I wonder how many people out there in the world know about that aspect. You know, I wonder how many people have taken a look at this before. And you wonder, is this just going to get lost in... um, You know, is it just going to get lost in the shuffle? Like, what is Secure Act Blue? What's Act Blue Charities? You know, what is that? Who owns that? Who do they fund? They're just, you know, just really... I I can't ignore... I, I think it's the detective in me. I love Sherlock Holmes. I love mystery novels. I love spy stuff. Um... I would not consider myself a political guy at all, by any means. I could consider myself a satirist, perhaps. I just realized, oh, that's what I've been this whole time. A parody artist, satirist. Um, Other things, of course. But I I look at what's, what's... Like, I just had this vision in my brain earlier like okay what if so we say with such certainty what's going on in the world based on the news that we're all watching so the people who like this political party are watching these news channels those news channels are giving them this information these people who are watching these news channels those news channels are giving them these information then when you go down the rabbit hole who owns these news channels who are the people that own these news channels who are they affiliated with what do they do? Who are their close friends, their associates, their donors? Who are those people? And do those people have any say in the kind of messages that are being put out there? Uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. Like, I, I, I co-organize Kapow Intergalactic Film Festival, and so all anybody sees out there is the information that I'm giving them. They don't know what affiliations I have, what associates I have, who's making donations, what, you know, anyone who's a sponsor of Kapow, I put them up on the board, you know. <clears throat> it's possible in s- situations with, 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 with events that maybe some of those sponsors want to be silent partners. And maybe they have, you know, what if they have nefarious affiliations? I'm talking human being affiliate just human being like this phrase popped in my brain Brett this this information uh, this uh, uh, this it, it popped in my brain where I was looking at these vegetables and they're showing these the various fruits that co- coincide with various uh, uh, organs you know and what's good for what organ and how strange it is that these particular foods are good for these particular organs of the body um, it's interesting when we see how plants so very closely relate to humans. And when we look at the xylem and the phloem of a plant, when we look at the arteries and the veins of a human, we're, we're just living plants. So, so really, if we look at like the core of, of, of the issue is our best life matters. It's funny. Ma- and what does what does matter mean? What is something that's matter? Matter is something that's here that we see in front of us. Um, Bashar was talking about your what uh, what you. It's not, it's not what you see it, I'll see it and then I'll believe it. It's believing it and then seeing it. Belief is what matters. It matters. Like it actually matters. It turns into matter. Our belief turns into matter. Matter. And then it's funny when you play when you play that word matter, matter, belief matters. So that's funny. So folks who are deep in beliefs, they're very mad. 
And what's that doing? That's turning, that's turning something into matter. So if someone believes something, they feel really good about it. Oh, I feel so good about this uh, Donovan song that I'm listening to. Oh, man. Oof. Oof. I believe Laurel Canyon was just oof. Oof. Yikes. I believe it was just the best. Ooh, so good. So good. I believe that if I were on Laurel Canyon and I were to make music, uh, uh, I would have some astonishing albums. So it's that belief that matters. And someone could actually just go up on there in Laurel Canyon and actually create that, and there we go. Now, and that's a good way of, of, of you know, uh, a, one would say positive way of utilizing the belief. Belief matters. Believing is seeing. Believing is seeing. Believing is seeing. Believing is seeing. It's funny, we hear... Um, that sometimes people don't listen until you yell. Or you destroy stuff. There's an interesting study... You guys probably know about it. If you saw The Secret or I think it was in What the Bleep Do We Know? Well, they did prayer and these people all sat down. They they prayed and then it brought the crime levels down in Washington, D.C. And so I'm wondering, where are those right now at this moment in time? The idea is to be the best, be our best life, to be the best version of ourselves, to touch the source energy, to, so, to, t- to be swimming and involved with the all that is, the, the, the source energy, the thing that just makes us feel great. The stuff that astonishes us. The stuff that then begets more astonishment. The cycle just keeps giving birth more, 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 more. Here's more, here's more, here's more. Here's more, here's more, here's more. The apple falls from the tree. (laughs) The tree grew the apple. The tree grew from the apple. What kind of dirt? What kind of nutrients? What kind of soil was that tree planted in? Were those, were those, were those original seeds planted in? What kind of soil? What kind of soil? The soil. That's why they got stuff like miracle Grow and stuff like that. Some, some scientists, they've hacked what's going to feed that, what's going to help enhance that, encourage that. It's so interesting. The underlining thing is when you look at like sports games, um, laughing yoga, think, things that may be violent, things that are peaceful. The, the thing that is the subconscious thing that, that you, is uniting all these things is the idea that, oh, so if I were to look at the elements of what really uh, these things are composed of, I'd say one of them is the idea that there, is, there, is, there are other people to share this belief with. There are other people to share this vibe with. Um, there are other people who understand this vibe, people that you can feel safe to do this particular stuff in front of. Um, people who bring you out of your best element, one might think. Um, the, it's and then it's the yeah, it's that vibe that's being shared there. So it starts with the one. It starts with the one person going, "Hey, you know what? I like red hot chili peppers." And then the, and then they start looking online for red hot chili peppers Facebook groups. Uh, meetups, anything where they can meet other Red Hot Chili Peppers fans so they could talk about all the intricacies of Flea's bass lines, so they can talk about uh, Anthony Kiedis' crazy under-the-bridge past, where they could talk about uh, 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 Dave Navarro toggling between uh, uh, Jane's Addiction and them and and then talking about John Frusciante and what's he up to these days? And oh, do you know about his side albums, his side projects? So there's that wow. 
And then what's another element? Investigation. So let's say, for instance, we use the Red Hot Chili Peppers analogy. R-H-C-P. Yeah. It's so funny. I, 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 would, I would call them the Reho Chai Peps. <laughs> just to amuse myself. Instead of Chili Peppers, you know, or the Red Hot Chilies, I would just call it the Reho Chai Peps. Just a little, just the first two letters. The Reho Chai Peps. So, what's another thing? Is going down that rabbit hole, the intricacies, just like with a sports game, people go down the intricacies, the S, the I almost said SATs, the stats, the stats, the RBIs, the um, uh, how many swings did this guy, you know, how many swings did this guy have throughout the year, and then how many how many of those swings were home runs, or how many of those turned into foul balls, you know, all those little tiny things, and then people are like, well, if Wayne Garvey would have just thrown it here, and if they would have had uh, uh. Uh, uh, Robert Clendenin on the, on the, oh, oh, look it, oh, the, that hummingbird, man, I love it, hi, hello, hummingbird, oh my gosh, there's that hummingbird again, I believe you've been, I, I believe I've been on the podcast before and that, that hummingbird has come past the window, I believe I've been, I believe we've spent, yep, there he is again, oh my god, it's so crazy. I keep seeing this little hummingbird around. I just gotta get a hummingbird feeder. I just gots to. You know, getting into being the best version of ourself, experimenting with stuff. Oh, I wanna see if, I wanna see uh, uh, more hummingbirds. Okay, bam. How do you enhance your life? How do you enhance your own particular reality? How do we do it without throwing bricks through windows? How do we do it without screaming and yelling? How do we do it with, what do you replace it with? What am I going to scream? What am I going to replace my screaming and yelling with? What if I replace it with the talents that I have, the passions that I have, the investigations that I love? We love the investigations. We love the connection. Isn't that funny? So deep in our mind, so we love the revelations. We love the, the epiphanies. We love it when there's that, oh, I got this question. And then burr, all of a sudden here's the answer. And then the bridge is connected. We love connecting those bridges. We love connecting those bridges. B- bridges are constructed, not destructed. I don't think you have to blow up a bridge to make a new one. You just build upon what was there, can't you? Can't you just do that? You do that all the time. Your car your car gets into an accident. Oh, uh-oh. Someone smashed up my, my, my tail light. Uh-oh. Got to go buy a new car. Well, wait. No, 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 dude. <laughs> just replace the light. Uh-oh, my fender's uh, got a big dent in it now. Great, that kid next door with the baseball. Man, I told him. There it is. And then, okay, wait, great. Now I got to get a whole new car. Oh, great. Then I, my insurance rates are going to go up, and then and now I got to get a whole thing, and blah, blah, blah. Or just, just replace the thing. And... So we can, we can construct, we can construct those connections. So it's funny that deep inside, we want those connections. We want those connections. We want those connections. And then that extends, what goes on in the inside goes on on the outside. So that extends then into our environment and the people that we're spending time with, what people are in our immediate environment and what are, be, what are we being influenced by with the media and books that we're reading. Media we're watching, books we're reading, music we're listening to. Jared Leto was away on a silent retreat. You probably heard about this. He was away, I think it was a week. He was gone. And during that time, I think he left right before news of of, uh, coronavirus. He left right before then. And then, uh, he came back from the silent retreat. He wasn't around anybody. It's funny because it reminded me of a Black Mirror episode that, uh, what's the name, Topher Grace is in. And he's away on this silent retreat and some and somehow someone finds him. 
tries to get him out of it for some reason. So Jared Leto comes back, and all of a sudden, everyone's in quarantine. There's a coronavirus that's just hit, and there's all that. He goes from complete serenity, living in a reality, in his own reality. The only reality that actually truly matters is the one that the one that you're carrying with you wherever you go. That's the one that matters. Remember what we were talking about earlier about mattering, mattering. That's the one that's mattering. What's in that little ecosystem that you're you're moving around in there? What is that information? So we're talking about the you are what you eat type of thing. So you take in the information, take in the sounds, take in the how's that now being influenced through the stuff that you're creating. So God, it's uh, it's so interesting. And then how's that? And then what's happening there with the people that you're talking with? So, you know, you can attract large crowds of people with positivity. You can attract large crowds of people who are excited and just want to dance and just want to have fun. Like, what if they? What if this suddenly was just like dance-a-thon? Let's just dance. Let's just dance. LJD. Let's do it. LDI, LJD. <laughs> and that becomes, the, that becomes this big thing. Okay, everybody, let's just, and then let's feel good. Proving to others that we're not bad people by becoming a stereotype of the people that we think are bad is not going to help our matters. And then it, and then it, it's, you know, how do we do that? We show, we show the, how we show the opposite side of the spectrum. It's like, it's like, um, you know, if, if, If I feel, you know, this is probably maybe why I got a Napoleon complex. I was made fun of a lot for being short. Short. I was made fun of a lot for being short. And <laughs> it's funny because I heard it so much that it became like commonplace, but and then but but then it was like it's like when someone's nagging you and yelling at you and yelling at you and yelling at you and yelling at you for a long time, then you're just like, okay, now I'm tuning them out. That would happen with my mom. After a while, I'm like, okay, I get it, and then she keeps going, 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 and then I, all of a sudden, I'd suddenly become very sarcastic and just like really patronizing, you know. Um. But after a while, you you know you just haven't you're just like okay, eh. And then after a while, I've just tuned her out entirely, and it didn't help her matters, and it didn't help my matters because I wasn't hearing what she had to say, and the message she was trying to get through wasn't going to me. So I think I heard being you know you're short you're short so many times throughout my life. It just was something that I I, at a, maybe at an early age without realizing it, I could redefine. I had the power to redefine how I felt about it. And then once, you know, then maybe there was something subconsciously. Uh, that maybe gave me that Napoleon complex. Was it that? Was it hearing, oh, you're short, you're short? so interesting. I don't know if I ever told the story behind me. Growing up on 321 Arrowhead Trail in Carroll Stream, Illinois. Northwest suburb of Chicago. The gate faced um, the backyards of other people. And some of these people had gates 
around the yards and some of these people didn't. I remember for the longest time we didn't there were no gates around our yards. But then people started getting dogs and that's when we started putting the gate the gates. But there's there's no fence around anybody's yard. It's crazy. No fence. And uh, it was the best for hide and seek. It was so great. You could just run, 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 run. Uh it was great. No gates. Um, we ended up getting a gate because we had, we, we got a dog, so we put up this gate. And there were these girls. Okay, so their, so their backyards, they didn't, there were no fences. There were no fences. I should stop saying gate. It's like a, it's a fence, really. When I imagine a gate, I imagine one of those things like up in the Hollywood Hills where it's like, like in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where it goes, up to the Tate house. Um, this, these are fences. F- fences. Um, fences. Chain link fences. Um, which I used to have fun trying to balance on. Oh my God, that's beside the point though. But I'd, I'd see how long I could walk on those, on those fences. Balancing on this thing. One time I fell off and I impaled my leg with a, uh, a branch on a tree. That's a beside the point. So one of the houses, backyard, uh, house, uh, one of the backyards that faced us was a house belonging to the Baylogs. And, and I always thought that was kind of funny how Baylogs was kind of like Kellogg's. Baylogs. And they grew up without a TV. They grew up with a, without a TV. Huh. And these, there were girls, three, three daughters. I think there were one or two sons. And so those, this is re- relating to the short comment I made earlier. So these girls would come over. They were taller than me. And they'd go, curdy, curdy, curdy. I just remember this. Curdy, curdy. Curdy, curdy. And then there'd be girls, tall girls at school who would make fun of me because I was short. I feel bad, but I remember just walloping them. One of them, Debbie... McClelland. Can't believe I remember her name. Then there was Melissa Etchens. Millie Etchens. Mel- Millie. Who's the other tall one? I remember jumping up. I was so short, I jumped in the sky and burnt, punched her in the face. Because these girls were just making fun of me. But as kids are, they pro- well, they probably, you know, they probably liked me. Little kids make fun of each other when they like each other. Um, they hit each other. Yeah, that's their way of flirting. But they like each other. Um, but they don't want to admit it. I wonder what would happen if we admitted it, that we liked that girl. You know, I like that girl. Joanne Lang. So, yeah, Joanne Lang. She was my elementary school crush. That continued on and off throughout high school. Wow, Joanne Lang. What is she up to? Huh. Wow, it's crazy the names you remember. When you go down memory lane, you know, Dive deep. So, being short. So it, it became, it, it eventually just kind of got muffled. And so if people would make short jokes, it's crazy because I've always had taller friends. And maybe this is why I walk so fast because they, a taller person walks, they can walk slower. They can walk slow. And yet a short person is still, you know, maybe five steps to their two steps. <laughs> 
So I had tall friends. Chuck Plass is one of them. So there are very few friends where I felt it was Newskies. They were taller than me. Uh, I think Steve Zabel was. I think Alan Panicle might be. Eric Kleinberger, Eric, Eric Kleinberg is. Uh, my brother is, Josh is. So, so everyone around me has been taller. But, I, but, I, but it's funny because I haven't felt shorter than them. I didn't felt, feel that they had any... I saw my advantages where they had disadvantages. I saw where they had advantages, where I had disadvantages, where I might need a chair to reach what's up in the cabinet. They just go, oh yeah, I'll grab that cereal. It's funny, Tommy now in Yachtley Crew is the tallest dude. And we'll be like, Tommy, can you please screw this thing in? Can you help us with that? He's like, what, because I'm tall? <laughs> my ne- my, I, now I realize, I think my next reply is, no, because I'm short. <laughs> I love it. No, because I'm short. What, because I'm tall? What, because I'm tall? No, because I'm short. No, because I'm short. Oh, what, because I'm tall? No, because I'm short. Maybe short, maybe shorter people, I, my, this is my theory, because you're always looking up at tall people. Maybe part of the reason why maybe some of our, like we speak in the higher register, is because we're looking up all the time. So that's how our vocal cords are kind of, they're whoop, up. So maybe there's subconsciously in my brain, there's something to prove. Is there something to prove? Is there something I got to prove? You know, there's, there, that's, that's an interesting thing, that idea of having something to prove. I got to prove it to these people that I can do it just as good as them. Uh, I'm Norwegian. I feel uh, marginalized. I feel uh, uh, there, you know, people make fun of it, uh, and uh, you know, I, I want to show everybody that, you know, Norwegians, you know, there are there are there are good ones. We do good stuff, and so this is my mission. I got something to prove, and then that becomes my torch that I'm carrying throughout everything that I'm doing. Yeah, well, I'm Norwegian, so, you know. So then, and then that always that goes to my go-to thing. That becomes my identity. That becomes my go-to thing. That becomes the thing that I'm constantly resting on. And then what happens when the rug is pulled out from under me? And I find out, wait, I'm not Norwegian? And then I end up finding out that, like, I was adopted. And, and then that the people who raised me, they told me, that, you know, because they were Norwegian, they told me I was Norwegian. So I've been associating with this particular identity for so long and feeling these phantom pains of what my Norwegian, or or was it just simply empathy? You know, was it simply empathy? Uh, did I actually truly feel, you know, whatever, whatever my Norwegian uh, brethren and sistren uh, went through, through throughout all the years? Uh do I truly feel that or did I just simply feel an empathy for a culture I was choosing to identify with at that time? It's interesting. I was watching online. There were these, uh, there were these racist guys getting their DNA t- uh, tested. Then they end up finding that they have roots, like Nigerian root. They have like bits of just these various dark-skinned, cultures and he finds out that that's one of his that's one of his ethnicities that he is he can associate with that um he so now what happens then there's that rug pulled out from underneath you 
why is that? Because we put hopes, we put arguments, we put energy, we put, we gamble on this specific particular identity going, this is the one that's winning. This is the one that's right. This is the one that's got to be the thing that, you know, that everyone's got to give um, a consideration for now. And then what happens when that's a whoop? Whoa. There was, you know, it's, it's shocking when we, when we learn information, actual real life information, when we do our own research and not from some biased, you know, like, not from some hyped up news stuff that's giving us statistics and all that jazz of what is and what isn't. Um, I'm talking about just like really, okay, what, you know, go down the rabbit hole on this and you end up finding very surprising stuff. I saw videos where No, 3.12 a.m. 17th. Um, Council was put... Put asleep uh, yesterday. So what's so crazy is that Jenny <clears throat> Jenny started hearing this little meow meow outside the window. And then she and I went out there and decided to we found this little calico cat. And it uh It's crying. So, it's in the bathroom now. So it's quite interesting how it arrived just when it did. It's a uh, 3.46 a.m. Um, same date, 17th, June 17th, I decided to make myself a little snack in the kitchen, and this absurd idea came to me, like, imagine a guy, so let's say this dude, you know, has been talking, you know, perfect English to the authorities, they could find him, you know, they could understand him perfectly, but when it comes time for the court date, he only speaks in gibberish and he requires that his lawyer translate his gibberish like how do you know he's not speaking a language his lawyer only his lawyer can understand it's like it's gibberish you know so what if they what if they create their own language Anything can get lost with the translator. Mmm. Mmm. Butter on toast. Mmm. 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 Butter on toast. I just mentioned. A good way to get out of the is to tell them that, look, 
unless the lawyers talk regular English, regular, regular talk. I'm going to speak gibberish the whole time. Every time a every time a lawyer talks, I'm gonna be speaking gibberish. So trust me, you don't want me in there. You don't want me in there. sirens just went off loud sirens and then the sound of a motorcycle taking off big time so interesting all these peculiar sounds that have been happening lately this is Stu Strauss the woodsman and you're listening to Inspirato Projecto